Good day, everybody, and welcome back. This is me, the J to the E to the double F Ray, and you are listening to the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. I am Jeffrey Harris, and we are back with a new episode. For today's interview, it is going to be the MLW Tag Team Champions, Ross and Marshall Von Erich, the sons of Kevin Von Erich of the great wrestling Von Erich family. We had a great conversation with them. We are about to get to that. In a moment, wherever you are, I hope you are you and your families are safe and doing well through the shutdowns or quarantines, wherever you are. I hope everyone's doing safe and healthy. And if you've managed to find this show, thank you very much. So here we go. This is an exclusive interview with Ross and Marshall Von Eric, the Von Erics of MLW. Here we go. Hello everyone, this is Jeffrey Harris and we are back for the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. For today's interview, it is the MLW Tag Team Champions. They are writing their own journey. They are discovering what it means to become wrestling legends. They are Ross and Marshall Von Erich of the great Von Erich family. guys. Thank you very much for this today. I really appreciate it. So, uh, first of all, um, if I could just get you guys uh, both to say your name, just because since there are two of you, and we'll be talking with you on digital audio. Uh, this is Ross. Thanks for having us, man. We appreciate it. And this is Marshall. Man, what a great intro. You got you gave me chills. <laughs> all right. So, uh, you gentlemen are both in Hawaii right now, correct? Yes, sir. We're, we just came over to my dad's house this morning just for this interview. Okay, so what is life like right now in Hawaii, you know, with, you know, most of the world, you know, dealing with the shutdown and the quarantines uh, due to the pandemic? How are, how are things going for you guys in, uh, in Hawaii? Honestly, it's, it's, it's a lot different because, uh, I guess, tourism is, is pretty much stopped. So the, it feels like we went back in time about 15 years. It's, uh, it, you know, it's a it's less crowded. We we live on Kauai, and it's the more country island out of all the islands. There's less city and stuff, and, and I think we got a, a Costco and a Walmart, and that's and that's you know it's not it's not too much, but it, it really is. It, it's kind of it's it's nice being able to. We've been in quarantine with our family, and you know we got a we got a big farm, and so we, it's been a lot of farm work. We've been catching up on a lot of work, so. It's really actually been kind of nice, but I, I definitely see how it's been scary for a lot of people, especially within the big cities. Yeah, for us, we've kind of been seeing it as a, as a way to just enjoy the small things. You know, we got the, the waterfall here, and you know, family reconnecting with our nieces and nephews and stuff. You know, so it's been a good thing for us. Now, I mean, from the way you describe it, uh, being in Hawaii doesn't sound like you know the worst place to be. Um, you know, through all this right now, but how do you gentlemen feel like because? MLW is not holding shows right now. Um, so, how does this whole sort of wrestling quarantine uh, make you feel? Are you getting stir crazy? Are you chomping at the bit to get back into the ring? A, a little bit of both. You know, it, it's it's. I'm definitely. We're definitely making the most of this time. It's it's uh, like my brother was saying. Well, we're we're reconnecting with with our nieces and nephews. I just had a son, so I'm getting to spend this important time with them while while, while he's you know eight nine months. Uh, nine months old, and so it's the, the, this that part has been awesome. But we have been we've been watching a lot of wrestling. We've been wrestling with each other a lot, just like just 
out in the farm, you know, and, and, and just trying to stay sharp, trying to keep the metal sharp. We, uh, we haven't had a gym or anything, so we're just trying to work out with what we have. You know, we're sheep farmers, so we'll do some we'll do some sheep curls every now and then, I guess. But but that, that's it, it just trying to stay sharp and keep each other ready. You know, it's a, that's that's the name of the game, especially in wrestling and independent wrestling. That's what that's what they kind of trained us to do is always stay ready. You never know when you get called. Now, uh, MLW's Court Bauer, he's definitely been staying busy through all of this. Um, so what do you make of, you know, Court Bauer? He's, he's been continuing to stay active and he's, you know, continuing to make, make deals and make announcements, uh, for MLW, uh, right now. Yeah, you know, Court, he's always on the ball. He's always, you know, working stuff out, working deals out and stuff. So, I mean, he kind of likes to keep it a surprise, you know, so I don't know what exactly he's working on this time, but we're always excited about the future and right now more than ever about the future of MLW. We know big things are coming. We don't know exactly what, but we know big things will come. And, you know, of all people to be captain of the ship, we're happy Court Bauer is the captain, man. He is... To us, he's one of the greatest promoters that we've ever we've ever been around. He's got a brilliant mind. The way he treats his talent is just it's just insane. We really did think this was you know this was just a this was this was all a joke. It all came in fruition, and it's been you know something beautiful. But you know we love working for a guy like Court. He's you know some say he's like the modern day Paul Heyman with ECW because you look in the locker room at MLW and it's a lot of the the misfits, the problem child, the guys gotten kicked out of locker rooms for fighting. It's it, you know, and he brings us all together to make you know a, a, you know, a big happy family in that locker room. Now, have you gentlemen thought about what you know life is going to be like once you guys get back in the ring and you guys will be able to start going to shows again? Do you think it might be an adjustment period with the way uh, crowds will be incorporated into the events? Like, do you think it will be smaller crowds, or do you think it might even be a lack of crowds for a while in MLW um, once shows in, t- in, uh, in TV does resume? You know, it, it's, it, it, I, I think a little bit of both. Um, I, I'm, there's, a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of unanswered questions. A lot of if people are going to be you know, afraid to show up in big gatherings and what states are going to allow uh, uh, crowds before other states, you know, it, we, we, we might have to go to different towns than MLW usually would go to maybe, um, due to, due, due to the crowd situation. But, you know, it, I, I do think this is good for wrestling and especially, uh, you know, cause we've been watching a lot of, you know, uh, uh wrestling with no crowds and it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's for, for the, for the athletic perspective, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's more, it's entertaining for us because, you know, the guys, they're less, there's less showboating. It's more, you know, the art of wrestling. And, and it's, it's been entertaining for us to watch. And, but I definitely think the crowd has a big factor, especially for my brother and I. We feed off the crowd a lot. And, and it, it's definitely a big, it's a big help for us and stuff. And so I, I would like to have big crowds again. But if, if, it's, if it's 200, 300 people, I mean, we, we've done this before in the, in the indie circuit, you know, and it, we've done 50, 20 people. And, and, and so it's, it's nothing it's just something different, really. But, but yeah, I, I just hope the, the fans feel safe. That's most important. Now, I mean, earlier I mentioned, you know, you guys are part of the Von Erich family. But is there a balancing act where, you know, you guys are having your own journey and you guys are setting forth on your own journey? So... Is it a balancing act in carrying on the family legacy, but also 
wanting to have that journey for yourselves as well. Yeah, you know, there is, there is, I mean, you, obviously you can't ignore the, you know, the family history and, you know, there, there's pressure and all that kind of stuff as well, you know, but us, you know, we, I mean, we say this all the time, but, you know, the way we look at it, we just, we go out there and we, we give it our own bet every single time, you know, and as long as we do that, we feel like we're doing our job and, and everything's taken care of, you know, yeah, and that, that's a, it, that, that's it, well, we're nothing but blessed and happy that, that, that you know from from what our from, from the family we come from. It, we you know that, that that was that that was just a blessing for us to be Vaughn Eric, and that has done nothing but help helped our career so much. But 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 it's up to us to to to, to fight like Vaughn Eric, to carry ourselves like Vaughn Eric. And, and you know, my, my dad my dad was telling us well, what makes us different than. The other Von Erics because you know we have each other and we're close and that's my dad they had they had his brothers and they were really really close but the, the I'm not I don't mean to sound preachy or anything but the the pressure doesn't get to to us because you know we're, we're we are Christians and this 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 whole this whole situation this is a door that God's opened we didn't open it and and so it, wrestling has been the only door that hasn't shut in our face we've tried everything we we were in a shipping business we. We both were going to be college athletes, and all doors have closed except for wrestling. So we went, we got sent to Japan at an early age um, as, as young guys, and it made us closer as brothers. We were all we had. We had to stick together, and it was us and God, and, and that's really that's really what we're you know what we're sticking to. We take it moment by moment, day by day, and see what God can do for us, and, and we find our, our identity in that. Okay, so Dominic Guarini, who joined MLW last year, he's recently, you know, you know, before things kind of stopped and shut down, he was teaming with uh, Tom Lawler, and he, when I talked to Dominic Guarini recently, he was talking about wanting to go after the Von Erich boys and going for the MLW tag title. So he said, Tom and I are definitely targeting them Von Erich boys, we just think they've been given everything in MLW, everything on a silver platter to them, where these guys like myself and Tom have had to work harder than those guys because our last name isn't Von Eric and we're not dynasty wrestlers like they are. So they're definitely in our crosshairs. You know, what we did in Dallas was just the start of everything with them, and our game plan is to continue to terrorize them until they give us what we want, which is those tag team titles. Well, hot damn, fellas. These, those are, that, those are some that, fighting that, words. If I ever heard them, what do you guys think, though? Oh, that, 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 that is, that is, that sounds like something Dominic would say. Tom Lawler was like a brother to us. He, he, he was, he was definitely, he, he, he really was like a brother to us. He, he, he would come to Hawaii, spend time with us, spend time with him in Vegas. We trained together. He did nothing but help, helped us with, with our, with our, with our wrestling, with that ultimate, ultimate fighting perspective and, and it just helped, helping us train and stuff. But, the thing with him, I mean, you know, I, I still think there's a, there's a good man down in there, but he uh, he's insecure. When my brother got it, when, when I was supposed to get a title shot, I got jumped, and then it, it, I, it, because it's my brother, my older brother, I wanted my older brother to get the chance. Tom Tom was just uh, just had a heavyweight title match with Fatu and lost the title. And my brother never had the opportunity, so I wanted my brother to take it, and I thought Tom. Would understand because you know, we, we treated all three of each other like brothers, and and it, it didn't turn out that way. It, it bothered Tom. You could tell he changed. He changed after Ross had his title match. Turned on Ross, and he was just he believed he believed that those those thoughts in his head that weren't true. And he you know he found a team of guys that 
you know, that, that, that believed it too. And, and that's, that's what Team Filthy is. And so, you know, if, if, if that, that's the way they want to go about it, we're, we're not going to turn down, we're not going to turn down anybody. We, we, we're, we, you know, we want to be fighting champions. We want to fight everybody for our belts. And we're just hungry. We cannot wait to get back in that ring and defend those titles. And yeah, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure Team Filthy is going to be the, 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 the first guys that come for it. Well, I just think this is, you know, if you guys did lock up in the ring with Garini and Lawler, that would be a hell of a contest. But I think you guys have definitely earned, you know, your right to call yourselves champions. And you guys are having a great run with those belts. So, but I would still love to see that matchup. Uh, so the, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, I understand uh, you know, we've just we've just been yes man. You know, we, we want to show up to work every day and just work our butts off. And and whatever is asked of us, we we just want to say, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, okay, the dynasty, okay, team filthy, okay, yeah. You know, and, and so our, our 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 goal is not to avoid any. any and when we got to MLW, we didn't have any demands. We were we came to MLW originally because Tom Lawler was a heavyweight champion and he had a target on his back and he needed guys he could trust, people that would honor their word and and but that's what we promised him. We promised him that we had his back and, and so he, he was, you know, he, he was having a problem with Contra and we came down and we dominated Contra. Not, not just us as a team, we, we all did and that was just, that, that was just uh, the, the start of everything and I, and I wish Tom would remember that but he forgot all of it as soon as my brother had the opportunity, you know. And they, they, but we, we, we didn't demand any any matches. We didn't demand any matches with the dynasty. All of that all of that happened from just being yes man and and just ready ready for work. We're, we're, we're ready to battle wherever we go. And Chicago, that title match came way earlier than we thought it would. And it, 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 we, we definitely we, we were prepared. We've been waiting for this our entire career. You know, eight eight years of wrestling, nine years of wrestling has been all for this moment. And so we're going to defend these belts with everything that we have. Now, that War Chamber event and match, guys, um, that looked like a simultaneous, like an, an amazing homecoming, but also a coming out party uh, for you gentlemen. Uh, your dad was in your corner, and it was such a, a fun, excellent match and showcase for you guys. So, But what was the experience uh, getting to be a part of that War Chamber match, having your dad there, and of course, in... Dallas, Texas. No, I mean knowing. I mean knowing what that city and how important it is, uh, you know, to the family name and legacy. You know, anytime our dad's there, this that is the, this man is the reason we got that that we are where we're at. That, that we're into wrestling. That as kids, we wanted to grow up and be like him. And so the fact that he was at that show was just. It was just. It just made it made the magnitude even crazier and bigger. And we had guys that. Um, low key, a lot of people know this. Low key, though, is a guy that we've looked up to and respected our entire career. We met him in Japan when we first started wrestling, and since since the first day we met him, he was the guy that we talked to my dad and we talked to Low Key about getting any career advice, wrestling advice, and any anytime we made any decisions, we talked to Low Key, and and he's been such a major factor, a major player in in, in, in our growth in wrestling, and so we thought we had a. We really thought team wise, we were unstoppable. But the, but being in Dallas, having my dad ringside, and then my dad stuck a claw on somebody too. It, it, it really was. It was. It was just. 
an unreal, beautiful moment, and the fact that it was all part of MLW and stuff like that is, is that that makes us really respect Colt Bauer. That he, you know, it's you know, it's it, I think it's a little easier when you go into wrestling and nobody believes in you and you're trying to prove everybody wrong. But it's a whole different kind of pressure when everybody does believe in you and you got to prove them right. And and, and that, that was the that was the different kind of pressure we were experiencing over at War Chamber, and that that's why we. We were prepared to die in that ring. We were going to leave it all in the ring. Okay. So I think also, you know, you guys won the tag team titles uh, from the Dynasty in that Texas Tornado match last November. And honestly, I think, you know, despite the shenanigans of the Dynasty, you know, you guys had some really great chemistry and you guys had some great matches with them. What do you guys think of the chemistry you guys have with the Dynasty and what you guys were able to able to put together in the ring with them? Man, it, it's just, it, it makes it um, a whole lot more organic when uh, when you're wrestling some guys that make you mad. And it, it's just, it's the same thing. Like, um, Chavo Guerrero taught us something in the beginning of our career as a tag team. You know, we had a match, and uh, and I was getting ganged up on, and and, uh, and my brother came in and pushed the referee down and, 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 just, and defended me. And Chavo loved that and, it, and he said you know your brothers what would you do in a street fight you defend each other if you see your brother getting ganged up on you defend them and dynasty they're like hyenas you know they they, they really they, they try to they try to they're the opposite they try to pick you apart they try to distract you um and and isolate one one of one of the opponents and, and put all the attention on one and i see what they're doing it's a tactic that most heels use and so we're extremely prepared for it but I, I definitely enjoyed wrestling them. It, it was it was it was a great time. I got a chance to have a, a singles match with MJF um, in one of his last shows at, at, um, in Dallas, and it, it, it definitely was. It, I could definitely feel some chemistry there. It was it was uh, it, it was it was one of those one of those matches that you know you, you it's a guy you love to hate and, and you, you love to battle with. It's uh, I'm definitely gonna miss it in MLW. Uh, now, Marshall, you know, when I see you in that ring, you know, I remember your dad, he kind of went in without the boots as well, and I remember how we talked about it was just, you know, sort of a way so it wouldn't blow up, and because, and, you know, with the heat, you sweat a lot, and it just made it easier for him. So, does wrestling without the boots, does it take a while to get used to, or is it easier than it looks? You know, it's, it's the only thing I know. I, I, I um, my, my first uh, training camp at Harley Race's camp, I, I asked if I didn't have to wear shoes. I hate the wrestling shoes they gave me, and I, and I really didn't want to wear them. And plus, my, my dad told me something that, I'll remember, that I remember was, you know, it's uh, when you wrestle with no boots, just trunks, it's extremely easy to travel. We can travel light. And, and, I, and, I, and I love that. Bring my trade with me wherever I go. I just throw my back, I throw my trunks in my back pocket, and I'm ready to go. And you know, I don't get to lace the boots or anything. And so, it it, it makes it easier, but also uh, balance. Uh, it's having balance in the ring and, and, and knowing my surroundings and knowing where I'm at. When I'm barefoot, I, I just feel that way. I'm barefoot 99 percent of the time at home. The only time I gotta wear shoes is. Is uh, you know if I'm if I'm going to church or something else, you know that, that that's ninety that's most of the reason I gotta wear them. But I hate wearing shoes so much. My my feet aren't made for them. If I wear shoes for too long, my feet toes poke holes in the sides of the shoes. I got white set feet. It just doesn't work. Now, uh, Ross, since you are the older brother, 
Would you say that makes you more protective of Marshall, or do you like to prank him and rib him a lot and beat him up a lot to kind of toughen him up, you know? Me being the younger brother uh, of, uh, of, of, uh, of the pair, you know, I know how that, that is, but I'm just curious. How, do, how does it work? How does the dynamic work with you two? No, you know, you know, believe it or not, the first day or two of training, I tried it too, you know, so I, I have a whole different kind of respect for, for guys that can wrestle barefoot. You know, I feel like not everyone can do it. And so, you know, I, yeah, there's, of course, there's some times where I try to prank them and rip them and stuff and, you know, but I mean, what do you expect? I'm, I'm an older brother, but, you know, I do actually have a ton of respect for guys that can do it barefoot because... Really, like yeah, like I said, not everybody can do it. Right, and uh, and I, I respect you know the athleticism that it requires you know to do so. Uh, now, gentlemen, what was it like being trained? You know, not just by your father, but also you know the late great uh, Harley Race. And what were the biggest takeaways you got from uh, getting trained from legends in the business uh, such as them? You know, yeah, uh, Harley Race. Harley Race was just such a good man, and I remember that day. Um, uh, driving or yeah, flying, flying to Missouri and then driving down to Eldon and uh, we're in the car with my dad. We didn't really, you know, we've, we, we, we it was all just a dream before that, and the, we got to see it kind of unfold in front of our faces. And there's some pro wrestling Noah scouts, and so we became big Japanese uh, wrestling fans, uh, just fans of Japanese wrestling. And and Harley Race also had a he had a, a huge career in Japan, and and so it was just. These are men that, that have been places where we want to be, and, and, and it's, it's you know, if a guy's been wrestling longer than you and he has years on you, you can pick their brain and, and you can, you know, it's, you, you can grow from them so much, and, and that's what we're trying to do, what we're trying to do with my dad is, you know, grow from him and his brothers in stage, and that's what, that's what he's, you know, he's trying to get us to, we got so much experience for just, just from sitting there and, you know, having lunch with Harley, we, we, we slept at his house the, the, the whole time we were in Elgin, we, yeah, we stayed with him, we played poker every night, we laughed, we joked, and we got to, we just got to know him as a man, and he was a good, good man, he really was, he really was one of, one of the greats, and, and he was humble, you know, and he taught, but, you know, he, he, he taught a lot of holds, like some devastating holds that can get you out of some trouble, you know, and, and my, my dad definitely said, he's like, Everything you know, take, take everything to the heart. You know, listen, listen to what he says, and and it, it, it will, it, it'll, you're able to use it in the ring and use it in life. And definitely, and we're, you know, we're grateful for, for for all the opportunities that he gave us. With both of the experience you guys have had uh, working in Japan, um, do you think it's inevitable at some point that MLW will uh, hold shows in Japan? And uh, uh, what do you think uh, that would be like? I mean, I, I think so. I think, uh, it, I think, it, yeah, like you said, I think it's kind of been inevitable. You know, I feel like the MLW style uh, matches well with uh, the Japanese style and um, close relationship with, uh, with you know, a lot of the promotions over there, for wrestling Noah, you know, where we, you know, began our careers in. And, um, yeah, we're just excited for the future. You know, of course, always, always on the ball doing stuff like this, you know, and I, our dream is to go back to Japan. We'd love to go back. And uh, our our dream is to just to defend our titles all over the world. You know, our MLW titles in Japan and Israel and all these different cool places that we've been. You know, and like we want to make another round under the banner of MLW and, and make these titles. And then one, one thing we we just started talking about too is, you know, we're, we're looking to the future and that's good too. But 
we, we also we do we have a target of our backs as, as MLW Tag Team Champions right now. We got guys like Tom, and and Tom will do anything he can to to, to you know to, to get on top, and and uh, we just need to be ready for for his shenanigans, the shady ways, and, and now he's got Team Filthy, these guys that are you know manipulated uh, from Tom. You know he, he's he's definitely got like a he's the ringleader of that group. And they believe anything that he says, and so it's it's you know it's nothing against them. I just think they're all misled, but it's we're, we're I feel bad. We're, we're definitely gonna have to we're, we're gonna have to slap them around a little bit because they want these titles bad, but we want them worse. Uh, you know, another big thing you know regarding your guys's legacy and journey. Another hot spot you guys got to hit uh, recently was the twenty three hundred arena, formerly the ECW uh, arena. So you know, what was it like? To you know, to hit up and work such a legendary venue uh, in uh, a city like Philadelphia, and kind of getting to have that experience, where I mean, you guys are going around the world, and you guys are hitting you know many of these you know sort of wrestling hallmarks. You know that that, that was so historical for us. That that, that was um, anytime we're in a special place that that, um, that that we know is special to us and our careers. We, we, we call it a stone of remembrance. We'll, we'll pick up a stone or pick up a rock on the ground and, and we'll write the day on it. And, and, and just, to, just to remember that moment in time. So we, I remember us being kids and having our, uh, you know, our, our toy wrestling ring and pretending, pretending like we're in the 23, uh, 23 arena. And, you know, it, it was, it was just, it, it was just historical for us. We, we couldn't believe that we're actually, yeah, super crazy. ECW, super crazy had a, had a, had a huge, uh, Effect on our, our impact on our on our careers as well. We stayed with him in Japan. He, he taught us so 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 much. He was just a super down to earth guy, and, and he, he was a family man. And um, I, I didn't know you could do both in wrestling. I thought it was either wrestling or family, but he did both, and and and, and is doing both. And so he, he definitely gave us an awesome perspective on wrestling. But just 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 getting to be in that arena alone, you could definitely just feel all the men that have sweat and blood in there title changes and you know it was just it was beautiful for us for sure oh man i just remember that video with uh with your dad where you guys i think was it the dallas sportatorium area and, and you guys were walking around there and you pick and you picked up rocks yeah. is kind of, that was just kind of the thing to just kind of remember that's the right. moment that's, that's exactly it. oh that's man exactly it. i got it, chills it was, always, it was always our dream to, to, to wrestle at, at the sportatorium and then when it got torn down, you know, we didn't think a dream would, would, would come to pass, but we've seen outdoor shows before, so maybe one day one, we'll do an outdoor show at, at the sports and that, that, that was, that, that's another dream of ours, but to be, to be there with our dads and have our bare feet touch the dirt that my uncles, my grandfather, that, you know, that, that they, they basically grew up, they grew up there and, you know, they watched their dad wrestle there. We just watched, you know, our dad wrestle there. It, it was, it was it was just uh, so much history there, and that would be a dream of ours to to, to get the, to to work there. But being there with my dad was so special. That was a great moment. It gave me gave me chills when I when I saw that. So uh, when you guys go to Texas, do you guys have some go to hot spots for barbecue? Do you guys know the places to go to barbecue? Do you guys just like your own your own barbecue? Or uh, I'm just curious because uh, I am also from Texas, so I'm just curious what you think of the barbecue scene. Down there. Oh, you're from Texas. Yes. Oh, I didn't know we were talking to a fellow, te- fellow well, Texan, man. Thank so, you, man. Sorry about that. Well, well hey, so, so I'm uh, one of our 
well, we go there every single time we're in Texas, but it's in Louisville, and it's, um, it's either called Old House or Small House. So they just had a little fire, but they're back in business now. But it's right off the side of the highway, and man, it's the what we do is we get two pounds of uh, chalk beef, and we just get a whole bunch of buns, and we just go crazy at it. And if, if we can finish it, we'll get another pound. But that, 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 that's usually our go-to place. We just started going to the Heart Eight place, and, and the, you know the, that, that's definitely just you know that that's closer to the hotel. So we've been hitting that hitting that a lot. But, um, before we were on the indie team, we'd stay in Texas for about a month, two weeks, three weeks, and so. We love Tex-Mex. We love barbecue. We love we love going to cowboy games. It, it's we're definitely we're definitely still Texan. Okay, good. So you guys aren't vegan yet? No way. Yeah, <laughs> Hawaii, Hawaii hadn't rubbed on us rubbed on us too much. <laughs> okay, uh, that's really all, uh, all I have for today, uh, Ross and Marshall. Before I let you go, I just wanted to give you some time if you want to do any social media plugs, any merchandise plugs, anything else you got going on that you'd like to share with our listeners. Just wanted to give you that time to do that. And uh, this was a lot of fun. It was a great interview, guys. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And if you want to see what we're up to, you, uh, you can go to on Twitter, Marshall Von Eric or Ross Von Eric, And we're on Instagram at Ross and Marshall Von Eric, Rams Von Eric. And then uh, it, um, you can go get our merch at MLW Shot shop.com or you know press pressing tees the von eric store uh it's it's you know we're, we're, we're all around and if, um pretty soon we don't know what in but we're going to try to get a um a youtube channel going on oh wow uh, when we start uh, when we start traveling again because you know we, it's, uh, we've got a pretty unique life in, life in hawaii we're, we're, we're sheep farmers we're deep sea diving all the time we're twist jumping we're we're definitely but, but you know, it, it's, it's just my brother and I that see it. Like, man, we should show other people what we're doing, you know. And it, yeah, the other day we um, we 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 caught a um, we, we caught a um, a dying shark where we're jumping off a place called Shipwreck. There's a, a baby shark stuck in some reef. We pulled it out. We brought it on the beach. And I said, man, we should have filmed this. You know, and and it's it's uh, there's definitely some cool experiences that we want people to be a part of. And so just stay tuned. Stay stay tuned. I'll let everybody know when we do uh, when we start that YouTube channel. Uh, guys, this was great. Uh, you guys are, you guys are doing great right now. Uh, you guys aren't in a rush. You guys, I think, are doing the right things. I think you guys are making great choices. And, uh, I cannot wait to see what you guys do next. And, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys back in a wrestling ring near us, uh, very soon. So, thank you guys. Ross and Marshall, the MLW Tag Team Champions. They are the Tag Team Champions of the World. And they are awesome. So th thank you guys. Wow. Really appreciate thank it. Thank you, brother. We appreciate you. Having yeah. So thank you, Jeff. We really appreciate it. And then, hey, maybe next time we're in Texas, we'll, uh, we'll go have some barbecue together. All right. All right. Hook 'em horns. All right. And that was Ross and Marshall Von Eric, the MLW Tag Team Champions. They are doing really good. Thank you very much to them for joining us for the 411 Wrestling Interviews podcast. Really appreciated it. Uh, I just think they're doing good, man. They are, uh, they're not in any rush to get anywhere. They're, ha you know, they're having their journey. They're having their career on their own terms. They're not in a rush to get to WWE, to Impact or even AEW, but I, I can imagine the next time their contracts are up, they're going to be hot free agents um, because I think they are rising stars in the business. 
Um, they're great workers, and I just think they're they're making good decisions, and you know they're doing they're doing good in the business so far. And I mean, you know, they're now they're just doing work on their family's land, you know, through this whole uh, through this whole pandemic. So I, I was really impressed with that. All right, so if you are listening to the show and you are listening on YouTube, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. Uh, if you can leave us a like, a subscribe, or comment on YouTube, I'd very much appreciate it. If on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a five-star uh, review or uh, comment, I would very much appreciate it. Uh, but thank you uh, just for listening nonetheless. I am Jeffrey Harris, the J to the E to the double F3, and you have been listening to the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. Thanks very much, and we'll see you next time.